From the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne, this is The Yarn. I'm Thomas Phillips. This week, ahead of Australia's general election on May 21st, we're launching a new mini-series about one of Victoria's key battlegrounds. It's an electorate that's been in the news a lot. Chisholm. It's in the east of Melbourne, about 15 kilometres from the city centre. This is Chisholm's Choice, part one. In today's episode, we'll hear from reporter Petra Stock. I started by asking her what makes the electorate so important. So Chisholm is a marginal seat in Victoria, and it's also one of the most marginal seats this federal election for the whole country. So it's currently a seat that's held by Liberal MP Gladys Liu, but she holds the seat on a margin of about 0.5%. So it's going to be a really close call. So uh, it's one of the most marginal seats in, in the country and the most marginal in Victoria. So Gladys Liu, she's uh, recently been criticised for links to the Chinese Communist Party and Chinese political influence operations. How might this controversy affect the Chisholm electorate? So it's a really interesting seat in that a huge proportion of people living in Chisholm were born overseas and speak a language other than English at home. Um, And one of the main um, places that that people have come from to Chisholm is China, either themselves born in China or their parents. And so it's really interesting to see, I guess, how this plays out in Chisholm. Maybe we'll get a bit more of a sense as our reporters talk to different voters in the electorate about their thoughts. But I guess one thing we can say is that the The sort of discussion around Gladys Liu is just really focusing even more attention on this marginal seat, Um, but it's a bit unknown how it's all going to play out in the actual election. Peter Dutton has recently said we should prepare for war with China. Is this much of a live issue in Chisholm? What we've seen from voters is there's a whole lot of different issues that people in Chisholm are concerned about at the election. So obviously um, with a large Chinese uh, migrant population, um, some of those, that type of language will no doubt influence some people's votes. Um, But when I was out there in the seat um, talking to different people, there are a whole range of issues that people are concerned about. Climate change is one thing that came through. Also, um, a lot of people experiencing sort of housing stress, um, high rents, not enough housing for people working in the area, um, sort of the flow-on effects of lockdown, which obviously in Victoria we've had you know, two years in and out of lockdown and there's a lot of kind of flow-on effects from that in terms of mental health, um, domestic violence, so all sorts of different issues coming through. Um, And the other thing is it's um, sort of in the east of Melbourne, when you first go there, it's a really sort of suburban-seeming seat and for some people that's, you know, that's really why they moved out there, you know, the house, the backyard and and so some people I spoke to were concerned about that changing. So there's this whole range of different issues playing out in Chisholm at this election um, and I guess we'll see how much 
uh, Peter Dutton's sort of warmongering plays into the minds of voters there. Do you mind talking a little bit more about the housing density issue and how that's changing um, Chisholm? Sure. Well, like when you go out to Chisholm, one of the things you kind of notice first is that it really is sort of um, does feel very suburban, you know, um, really lots of streets with residential houses, backyards, beautiful trees. Um, but then there's this kind of creeping development. So around Box Hill and some of the other centres, there's there's um, sort of more development, more high-rise in feel. So that's one of the, the pressures. Um, and the area is um, actually kind of the second biggest employment hub after the Melbourne CBD in Victoria. So you've got... Um, Monash University down in the south of Chisholm, which around the university, there's um, lots of, it's kind of like a health and industry and employment precinct. So lots of people living in the area, working in the area, um, but not enough affordable housing. Um, so when I spoke to um, one of the neighbourhood houses there in Chisholm that provides kind of uh, food relief for their local community. They said one of the biggest issues is just the lack of affordable housing. Um, so uh, people coming through, who've come through the lockdowns now finding, you know, those cost of living pressures um, are affecting them. There's just not enough housing there at the right kind of price for people working in the area. And also they said not enough housing that has access to public transport. So, um, you know, those cost of living pressures are like hurting people. They can't afford fuel. So, you know, there's that need for housing that also enables people to have access to public transport. Um, so that was actually something that came through from the mayors of um, Whitehorse and uh, Monash, which are the local councils that cover the area, um, as well as that neighbourhood house. Um, so I think, you know, it hasn't been talked a lot about at this federal election, but I think housing stress is clearly one of the issues for people in Chisholm. What are the theories for why Chisholm is so marginal? That's a good question. It's been marginal for a while. So um, Gladys Liu held the seat for the Liberals at the last election. Before that, um, Julia Banks um, in the previous election, it was the only seat that went from Labor to Liberal um, in that election. So it's kind of been on that knife edge for a while. Um, it's hard to say why. Um, it's yeah, it's um, surrounded by some other seats that are kind of um, considered to be up for grabs this election next door. Higgins is kind of the next most um, marginal in Victoria. Um, and, you know, for people who've been following the politics of this election, um, also in the neighbourhood are uh, kind of Kuyong, um, where Josh Frydenberg is facing uh, an independent candidate. Um, so that kind of part of Melbourne in the east, southeast, um, there's really a number of contests this election. Um, 
it'll be interesting to see what happens both in Chisholm and in those seats at the last Victorian state election. That was an area where a lot of seats uh, at the state election went from being sort of um, strong liberal seats to becoming Labor, like in and around Chisholm's um, area. So, um, but that was all before the pandemic. So we don't know how any of that uh, will change um, how Chisholm voters are thinking this election. So what has Scott Morrison and Anthony Albanese's campaigning approach been to the electorate so far? Well, it's really, they're quite different. I mean, obviously at the moment, Anthony Albanese is stuck in isolation. So we don't know what he would have done this week um, had he not caught COVID. Um, But definitely the Liberal Party has focused a lot of attention on Chisholm. In the weeks leading up to the election, Scott Morrison visited the seat twice. Um, and then even since the election has been called, he went back to Chisholm over the Easter weekend, went to a church service, um, had a press conference at a local lolly store. Um, so the Prime Minister is definitely focusing a lot of his attention on Chisholm. On the Labor side, even though it's one of the seats that Labor would want to win, we haven't seen the same attention from the high-profile opposition leader or or other ministers on the seat as yet. And that's sort of interesting whether we'll see Albanese or other key Labor uh, shadow ministers um, visiting Chisholm in the next few weeks will be really interesting to see. Um, especially because if you go to the seat, um, unlike some of the others, uh, those contests between Liberal MPs and independents in those seats like Kuyong and Goldstein, there are election signs everywhere for both parties uh, and the election is really visible. Um, whereas in the first few weeks of the uh, election campaign in Chisholm, uh, you'd be lucky to see, you know, a handful of um, core flutes. So it's quite, it's quite, um, it's quite interesting. I don't know why that is. Um, it's obviously, you know, a key seat for both parties to win, but there's this quite strange sort of lack of election signage or sort of visible campaigning there at the moment. Petra, thanks so much for your time. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You've been listening to part one of Chisholm's Choice. A massive thank you to Petra Stock. You can read her reporting about Chisholm and The Citizen and Crikey. The Yarn is produced at the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne. Our executive producer is Louisa Lim. I'm Thomas Phillips. See you next week.